Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash Manny 20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, welcome to Don't Blame Me. And holy fucking shit, I don't know if you can tell audio-wise, I doubt. It. But if you're watching on Patreon, we're in the same room. They probably can tell. It sounds different. And I also think that like you just you you talk differently like when yeah. you're in person. Mm-hmm. Like I think we do a really good job of it. Like there's some other podcasts that like drive me crazy with like the lag or mm-hmm. 
I don't know, whatever, the kind of like clunkiness. So I think we do a good job, but I do think there's there's nothing quite like being, being on the couch. Touch. Your hands are, my hands are really dry. Your hands are really soft, so I'm not going to touch them. because what? what? Your hands are very soft. I, and, you know, I don't want you to be like, whoa, look at your gross dry hands. Again, I would never say that. No, also, wait. I know you have dry skin. I do. I do have so, dry skin. Like, I have very dry skin. <laughs> but yeah, we're together. We in the are. same room, looking at each other in each other's eyeballs. This is the first time, if you're on our Patreon, this is the first time you're seeing us together since December. It I might be still November. can't believe that. Oh, yeah, because it was right before you went to Arkansas. To Arcan- and we Arkansas. took, like, breaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, wow, we wow. And, you know, how fitting is it that then now you're going to be going to Arkansas for two weeks. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So this will be the last time you'll yeah. see us together for a while. But Megan's moved. And also the drive oh. time isn't that different now, right? No, the drive time is not that different. But I did just have the realization that I fucking can't Spectrum can get their shit together before next Tuesday. Oh, yeah. You can always hotspot it, though. I know. But it's just not. Uh, I'm just afraid. Yeah. So hopefully next week when you're watching this. Hopefully I won't be using hotspot and hopefully the background won't just be a bunch of fucking boxes. It will be. I know, but maybe I'll find a cute, maybe find a nice little corner. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. when I did move, I was surrounded by boxes, but I sat yeah. against my bookshelf and you can tell. Yeah. But um, we moved into our house, obviously. Um, I talk about it a lot on this week's episode of But Am I Wrong? But the day that we're recording this is mm, Tuesday, May 3rd. And we moved this past weekend and Matz's parents were in town for like 12 hours or something like that. Oh, they, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know why. It wasn't like to see us. <laughs> like oh. they like, okay. we saw them like with masks on, but like we, they was, they, they, I don't know what, I don't remember what it was for, but his, it was showing his mom the house and she like bent down to the floor and I was like, yeah, and the floor is like, you know, they're not like original to the house. They're laminate. She's like, these aren't laminate floors. These are hardwood. And I was like, huh. I thought they were, but I also, for some reason, remember someone saying like, maybe they said they weren't original to the house. And then I just combined that with being laminate floors. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, no, they don't even like make these kinds of floors anymore. Like these are like really, really nice. They're like very like, this is like not Uh uh, the kind you got to, you can't use like water on. You got to use maybe vinegar. So so she was saying, she was like, it's something that like, they don't, I think it's because it's a very like narrow kind of plank. It's like not something that is like financially like what most people want to do in their homes now mm-hmm. um and then she goes but these like aren't sealed and i was like what do you mean oh no and she was like like they're sanded like you feel that texture and i go i ma'am i can't wear certain kinds of socks because i don't like the texture i can't eat certain things i am not the gauge for what i think is like normal when it comes to like texture so i just thought it was like just me and like one of my like quirks so i never brought it up or said anything because i was like that's just me being me mm-hmm. like when i was a kid i used to like scream if my dad would put these socks on me then i was like i can't wear these socks they're rusty and he's like what the fuck is a rusty sock and i just can't describe it i just have a very I know what you, mean. you know i've got an issue like your feet like snag on them y- yeah and i just don't like that and so i just thought that this house it was just a socks house for me and i was like that's fine i adjust to the world constantly for like these things so i was like are you fucking kidding me because if it is not sealed and it is sanded, that means that like we, the sanding is the expensive part. The ceiling's not the expensive mm-hmm. part, but we did just move all of our furniture in. Mm-hmm. And in order to seal a floor, 
it has to be empty. And the yeah. best way to do it, you have to do eight hours between each coat and you should do the whole house all at once. Maybe like when it was, there was no furniture. That's true. So we're hoping, hoping that it doesn't need any additional sealant, that it's something like that. Or the other case scenario that we will take with open arms is that it could use one in like a year or something like that. But if it's anything less than a year, there's no fucking point in unpacking because then we yeah. just have to repack everything. So I'm just unpacking the kitchen right now. Because there's tile. Yep. How well, it's not even bathroom? tile. It's, yeah, I'm, uh, bathrooms and kitchen is that's what I'm doing. And otherwise, I'm like, I'm sorry. Dude, that's what we're hoping. It's just, there's just things that once you get settled, things will be better. But yeah. So fingers crossed, everybody. What's new with you? Nothing really that we haven't talked about except for I'm going to Arkansas, but I can talk more about that next week when I'm actually there. Oh, true, 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 true. Getting in fights online. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't tell you about one of them. Also, they were like fighting because people were mad that the what ice was cream the, men. Where, where, where did you find these people? This one is down next door. Oh, okay. Oh. The other oof. one was Reddit. This is next door. What was the Reddit, the subreddit? It was in the general hospital. Okay, one, okay. And that one fell in your lap. There's just like, yeah, there's one person that I, there's two accounts, but I believe it's one person. Oh. And I've deducted this with other people that I've been DMing. I was like, I think this one person mm -hmm. there, like, I actually thought that too. So I've been fighting with them. And also, I don't think the admins are around because I sent them all a oh. message and I was like, because usually if there's something, it gets taken down yeah. really quickly and it, it wasn't taken down. And I was like, they're not admitting. No, the mods aren't modding. Yeah. So <laughs> I sent them a very mean message. Good. Good. <laughs> but the other one was people are mad about the ice cream trucks that come around. Yeah. What? They said that they're too loud. <gasps> I'm like, they literally, first of all, there are three of them. They bring me so much they bring joy. bring me so much joy. And they also like, if no one's stopping to get ice cream, then they're just driving down the street. Yeah. Like you can only hear it. And someone's like, I'm a voiceover actor and I can't do blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so your job's more important than theirs? Yeah. Did you say that? I did. Good. What do you say? You know what? I haven't checked back. Mm. This is a woman. Mm -hmm. um, and then there is a, someone else that they were posting pictures of like, like the people that were in favor of the ice cream people mm -hmm. people were posting pictures of stuff and i was and so i was just commenting oh that looks good is this the the white truck i have only gone out to the pink one so i was just kind of you know supporting yeah. the ice cream people the community also learned that uh helms bakery yeah. back in the day used to have a donut truck that <gasps> drove around bring i'm sorry yeah. we as a society need a donut right. like we need it back like right. we're in sad sad mm -hmm. dire times oh <gasps> yeah that's genius right they need to do it mm -hmm. they need to do it you know what i also think they need to do i think like when i think of like portable foods i think of fairs and like games like turkey legs i need a fucking turkey leg corn on the cob hot dog and corn dogs why don't we do this, this we should be a, one of our mini gigs that we have we buy a fucking food and we do and that's like here's the thing like ice cream truck like now just imagine you have a different little ditty. It's mm -hmm. a little, it's a little less like nostalgic for your childhood. It's a little more like, ooh, yep. do, 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 do. it's a little more like, ooh, mischievous. Mm -hmm. And you can get a fucking corn dog. Just imagine, like I won't be eating them because they make me sick. Yes, but, but like we'll have other everything things. Else. Everything else. You could even do pretzels. I don't like uh, soft pretzels. I 
Don't eat. They're just okay, a very so, odd concept. So thing, but other people like we them. We won't have them. But yeah, popcorn. We'll popcorn, hot dogs, turkey legs, funnel cakes. We'll have gluten-free options, uh-huh. dairy-free. Yeah, we'll do this. And like, just imagine, like, here's the thing, like an ice cream truck, you're like, oh, ruins the dinner, like mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. This no, is like, you forgot all... to, like, you didn't have lunch yet. Like, you haven't figured out. You just hear that little jingle and you go, I think I know what I'm having for yeah. lunch. And you get a corn on the cob and a turkey mm-hmm. like. There is one of the trucks that comes by, the one that I was commenting on, the white one that I never go to because I told you it looks like a prison truck. It does. But that one has soft serve that I, and I didn't know. They also do like fries with <gasps> cheese and things on them. Oh, you yeah. should get get that reclaimed prison truck uh-huh. and get that reclaimed <laughs> yeah. prison truck soft serve. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I just I can't believe there are people who like specifically like the ice cream trucks around here have like around like I only hear them here because mm-hmm. I don't know anyone else who lives on the street. <laughs> they have the best jingles. Mm-hmm. They come at like the greatest times. There's like also just like there are kids around. Right. Like it's there's just so like many, there's a school right there. Yes. Yeah. There's just like it's happiness in the mm-hmm. air. And like, why are you here then? Right. I told you the first night that I woke up here and I heard children like mm-hmm. walking to school. It just felt. It's so wholesome. It's, it's just warm my heart. Yes. Oh, and they get so excited when they hear the ice cream yeah. truck. Like I've driven by when I've like mm-hmm. seen them be like, whoa. And like, you want to get rid of that joy? And yeah. for what? Like to complain on the next door app? Right. Like you can't wait to, literally I do podcasts and yeah. also directing audiobooks. We, whenever there's a noise, because we live in fucking LA, mm-hmm. so there's noises everywhere. Even if you're in a room that's insulated, there's still going to be noise. I've directed things remotely from like, they were like literally in the, in a studio and yeah. we would have to stop for noises. So like, you can wait two seconds. Yeah. If you're a voiceover actor, I just, th- this is par for the course. Yeah. This is just par mm-hmm. for the f- fucking course unless you have a home studio and even then unless you built it underground There's you still no, gotta time it yeah. out mm-hmm. been, we've been on sets hold oh for my plane. god hold for play i shot an entire fucking episode of something that was literally shot underneath the burbank airport so we had a timer for when each flight would go off and we could only record we could only do the scenes in that small time frame window yeah so Wait, question. Mm-hmm. So the, the Reddit one was racist. Did mm-hmm. the next door one get racist? It didn't get racist. I think because there's a lot of, uh, this is a diverse neighborhood. Yeah. So that's probably why it didn't get racist. But a lot of people that were, that have been in the neighborhood for a long time were saying that these were the new people that are in the neighborhood complaining, mm. meaning the gentrifiers. Mm. The gentrifiers are complaining are about the, the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Ah. Wow. So they really are flipping it on its head. It's not Uh like the older, like, it's not like the stereotype of like, oh, these old people are angry about the youth. And it's like, no, no, these white people are angry about happiness. That's what they were saying. That's and then that's what they brought up the donut truck and saying that years ago, the donut (gasps) truck used like that. Like, it's part of the community. I bet you could be friends and like really sick old people over here. Probably. Hmm. Well, I'm pro ice cream truck. Me too. I'm pro all three of them. All three of them. And what should we name our truck? They always have puns. Yeah, I almost said cunt on wheels. And I go, no one's mm, going to buy anything no. from there. Snack attack. And they probably exist already. Oh, I was going to say, and then we get um like water guns. And so like to get people's attention, we just were like, snack attack. And we like, <laughs> what if they don't have water in them? They have like. Lemonade. Yeah. Open your mouth. Open up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of love Open it. Open up. Open up. 
beep beep we're coming through <laughs> we also need to get like a horn that is like in on the joke mm-hmm. because when i did yahoo on the road my favorite part about this is this giant fucking yahoo tour bus that we lived on for like a month or something this is the first i'm hearing of. This. oh really mm-hmm. are you being sarcastic no oh, okay um <laughs> i feel like i've told this story so many times maybe i haven't but it was like this purple like very branded yahoo tour bus and it was huge and when you would press the horn it would go yahoo mm-hmm. and i loved it like i was like on the nose makes sense. so good so good well mm-hmm. anyways This is Don't Blame Me, where we give wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice that um, changes your life. (laughs) (laughs) It's life-changing advice that changes Changes your your life. life. Welcome to Don't Blame Me, a (gasps) podcast that changes your life. By changing your life. And it changes your life. You know what's changed? Your Your life. life. Um, And uh, yeah, my name's Megan. My name's Melissa. And together, we are the infamous white rapper Eminem <laughs> and the candy-coated confection, <laughs> chocolate-coated. Deli- no, it's, it's candy, cho- candy-coated candy chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. I'm the one with nuts. I thought you were going to say I'm the one with the chocolate. And I was thinking, I'm the candy-coated. <laughs> I was like, you're the one with nuts. And then I realized the, the Eminem's with nuts. Mm-hmm. Which one would you be? I know you can't have them. I think if we're talking proportionately, I would have to be whatever those long ones are. Oh, that's the nuts one. I thought that was like an almond one. No. I mean, almond is a nut. Oh. (laughs) Good point. Good point. I don't know which one I would be. Yeah, I guess I would put you. I said nuts as in I meant peanuts, though. But I'd like to be the peanut butter filled ones, though. Because, like, those are so fucking... Cha- they're delicious, but they're chaotic. Like, you reach your hand in there, and, like, they could all be melted. They're, like, squished. That's like, true. You know? But then some people, like, love them. But, like, they're people a lot like to handle. Me who do not like chocolate and peanut butter, mm. but love chocolate and peanuts. Yeah. I like peanut butter, just not mixed with yeah. chocolate. Yeah. Um. So we're going to give you some <laughs> advice, and you might be wondering, how the fuck are these two broads, these bitches lovingly qualified and capable of giving me advice and uh the answer is is because we said so yeah i mean what we lack in credentials we make up in opinions it's the first time we've done it reverse yeah look at us sorry yeah because those weren't the words at all no but then she does them in reverse and the issue is if i can't remember the real words then the reverse ones i'm just like well i don't know Okay. You know, if you want to call into this podcast, you can give us a ring-a-ding. Leave a voicemail, 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Keep it under three minutes. Got to have your parents' permission or you have to be over 18. And we ask that you write everything down and you pull out your phone or a timer, a ye old timer, a sundial, and you time out that it's three minutes long or less, but then you can delete and remove any information that's making it take up too much time. You can add more in. Again, like the more information that will help us give the best advice, that's what we always say is it doesn't have to be super long. If you have extra time and you feel like we know everything that will give us, like be, us be able to give you the best advice. But sometimes when you withhold information, then the advice that we give, we can only do so much. Yeah. And let us know your pronouns if you would like to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But we do 
request that you let us know your age and the ages of people involved. If it's about a relationship, how long you've been together, all of those things. Um, if you're under 18, ask your parent or guardian for permission or guardian of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Just not um, whatever the fuck his name is. Chris Pratt. Don't ask him. Enemy of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Enemy of the show, Chris Pratt. <laughs> He would hate down. this show. Yeah, and that's fine. One hundred percent. Chris Pratt, enemy of the show, enemies of the brand. Elon Musk. Yep, enemy of the show. Mm-hmm. Lena Dunham, enemy of the show. Yep. Leah Michelle, <laughs> enemy of the show. Everyone, everyone <laughs> whose name starts with an L, enemy of the show. Um, everyone, Rachel, enemy of the show. Yeah. Should we get started? Let's get it pumping. Let's get it started hot. I think Kiki Palmer released a new music video. Bottoms up too. Kiki. Do you love me? Because we love you so <laughs> much. Uh, okay. Um, Enemy of the show, Drake. Enemy <laughs> of the show, Drake. Begrudging Emily, begrudging friend of the show, Millie Bobby Brown. Solidarity. Yeah. yeah. Begrudgingly though. Mm-hmm. Viola Davis, friend of the show. Yes. <laughs> friend of the show. Mom of the show. Mom of the show. Will not criticize. No. Ever. Okay. Okay, should we get into the yeah. show? Okay. Hi, Megan and Alyssa. I'm 24 years old and my pronouns are she, her. I'm currently getting my master's degree in clinical psychology and I'll be graduating in about a month. So I started to look for jobs. I found a pretty good job and the work that I would be doing at this job is really interesting to me. It would be in a hospital, which has been a career aspiration for me the entire time I've been in this program. The pay is on the low end, and I've been getting weird vibes from the man that would be my supervisor. I've been able to negotiate my pay a little bit, um, and he's been super receptive. He's expressed that while I wait for graduation, he wants me to continue looking for jobs. And he's given me a lot of advice on interviewing, negotiating, and he's given me a lot of insight that I probably wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. I feel really different from my peers in my program. I'm low income and I'm one of the few people on financial aid and me and the supervisor have bonded over him also being in that position while he was in school. He clearly really wants me to work for him. But when he mentions hiring me, he uses the terms like you aren't mine in reference to me not graduating yet or when you are mine in reference to when I start working there. Um, When I finish school, I have to apply for an associate's number to begin working. And because he hired me quite a while before graduation, plus the time it would take for me to receive the associate's number, he wants me to do weekly check-ins with him. These are always over FaceTime, and the calls usually last around an hour or more. He gives me updates on scheduling and what my hours would be once I started, and overall, like, the vibe of the unit that's been going on the past week. During the calls, he always mentions that I don't text him during the week. He wants me to text in throughout the week with updates. The thing is, he doesn't want updates about graduation or even job offers or interviews. Not those specifically. He just wants general life updates. I've told him in past calls that, and in our call today, that I don't have much going on. And he said that even nothing going on is an update. He wants to be a mentor and a resource to me, but I'm just not entirely comfortable with texting and updates during the week. This would be my my first full-time job, so I don't really know what to expect. Um, please be honest with me. What do you guys think of this? Do you think it's weird? Thank you both, and I love the podcast. Bye. Wee 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 red flags. This is so weird. I have mentors, and I might talk to them once every two months. Not like every single day updating if I just 
took a dump. Yeah. What is this? He has no boundaries. And well, saying you're mine or not mine. I hate this man. It's a psych- psychology. Is that what she said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this to me is an unfortunate truth about psychology is that psychology is not just reserved um, <laughs> for good people. And some people get into psychology who like aren't good people and they then have a deeper sense of how to manipulate people. And also they can give people a false sense of like security. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not necessarily saying that that is like what is happening with him, but his behavior is not accidental. Like anyone who should know how to not blur lines or like being like morally like sound and ethical is like, you know, like psychology. Do you know what I mean? Like, so that is something that like, I think that maybe you are feeling, which I think a lot of people would feel that of course it wouldn't happen with him. Like it has to be something else. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But no, this is like major, major red flags. And I think that like what he's doing is not only like, truthfully kind of like a good thing that he is really showing his true colors and showing his hand like really early on so you know this and can like get out of this job before that you're there and you feel like really indebted but I think that's part of the reason why he wants to talk to you all the time and do all of this stuff is like make you feel like you owe him something Mm -hmm. and like that this like is a relationship that you've fostered and that as if like I want to be a resource I want to be a mentor all of that kind of thing like it does feel like he is like kind of preying on you and hoping that he's setting the precedent of what that is and you don't have something else to compare it to but like you are having your spidey senses tingling about this that like this is a little off and the fact that you're still in college too gives me really big ick red flag um vibes because he's specifically is demonstrating an unhealthy boundaries in like a workplace environment for someone who is just getting into the workforce and that's really suspect to me i also think that and other people you know call in and share your thoughts that you shouldn't have a mentor that's at the company that you work with your mentor should be someone that's in your field but not at the same place because when it's at the same place a mentor should be someone that you can can confide in about what's going on at your job what's going on in your whatever field that you work in and if you can't you can't be truthful with that mentor because they work with you. And they also are going to say things to you that aren't going to be for the betterment of you as an individual. It's going to be for the betterment of the company. Especially if they're your superior. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his intentions are. Is This is to manipulate you on a personal level or to manipulate you at work mm-hmm. as in like, well, you know, if you want to get ahead, then you got to put in so-and-so yeah. hours. And either way, this isn't good. And he's not being professional at all. And he's trying to take advantage of you. Yeah, I fully agree. And I think you can meet a mentor through a previous job. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's not an ethical relationship if you work for the same company and you work under your mentor at said yeah. company. Because like, I think a mentor, like a mentorship is like the perfect bridge between like a social friendship and like a work colleague Mm -hmm. kind of that working relationship but it can't be fully one way or fully the other otherwise it doesn't actually succeed in doing what it it's like meant to do Mm -hmm. 
this is just like so many, so many red flags. And even if someone like calls in and was like, this is just kind of like how it is in these like fields, like, no, it, it needs to change. It shouldn't be like that. Like the same thing that we've talked about when we've had discussions and calls about nonprofits and just the standard is that you're overworked and you're working all of these hours and all of this stuff. Like, this is not okay. And he knows that. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that like frustrates me and kind of like grosses me out is that like you have some feelings about it. Obviously, you wouldn't have like called in. And I want to commend you because I think it's really hard to listen to that little voice or that little pit in your stomach when you have like a professional in a field that you want to work in who's doing something and you don't have something to compare it to. So sometimes it can feel like, oh, I'm just making this up, but I just want to commend you for trusting your gut instinct on this and like, yeah, having some feelings about this because this is not okay. No, not okay. Not okay at all. And he knows better. And this is not like a prerequisite. And also I will say there's something about sharing that you've both been through an experience that makes you understand the other one better or feels like you have like a like a comrade in this where like yes, psychology is pretty much a lot of it is dominated by people with lots of like family money. And so being like growing up low income, like I can totally understand how that's something that would like bond you, but I think that paired with all of this is could lean towards um him essentially trying to use like a, a trauma bond mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. You know, like us against everyone else here. It's you and me. And that just gets really isolating. Yeah. I don't know if you have a teacher or like a counselor at your school that can kind of like help you or like set you up with a mentor that's not at this company. But ask around, even, you know, make sure your LinkedIn is up to date and has all the information on it. And there are people on LinkedIn that will also like if you just see somebody that's in your area, maybe not in your area, like a lot of people put out different um, like events, virtual events, Mm -hmm. and see if there's somebody that you like and just reach out. Yeah. And I'm always of the the mindset that you know all they can say is no Mm -hmm. but you have to make sure that you're not like doing something that's going to hinder them and be more work for them I also am curious if you are currently getting paid you know Mm -hmm. because I don't think that makes it better or worse in either way I think it just makes it like different in both ways but if you are getting paid has he like does it have writing in the scope of work that you have to have an hour long update because the thing with FaceTime if that's being done while you're in school, you don't work in an office, you're not working together there. You know, HR is not privy to that necessarily or the contents of that. But like, is it in writing what he that he is requesting to have personal updates from you like once a week? Like, I just wonder if you are are currently getting paid. It just feels like a little bit isolating in like what he the shots he's calling. Like, is he your only direct supervisor? Is there no one else there? Is he the only person you're interacting with? And if you're not getting paid, FaceTime, an hour-long FaceTime call with him once a week is like free labor. Mm-hmm. And then that just gets really creepy because that's not an, under his scope of work either. Right. Yeah. Yep. Red flags. Run. Goodbye, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. Next call. I'm Nathan and Alyssa. I've been a big fan of the podcast since it started. So I'm hoping you may be able to offer some advice or help. I, 22-year-old Shizay, have been friends with my roommate, 24, she, her, since high school. She graciously moved in with me in the fall of last year after things went sour with my ex. Everything has been great until recently. First of all, there's the normal roommate problems like dishes, like I rarely cook or eat food um, using the dishes, but I'm expected to clean up after messes, 
which is annoying, but anyways. The main problem is that we're looking to move within the next few months. We work in different parts of the city, and because of my driving anxiety, and while I'm in therapy and on meds and waiting to see results, I prefer something in the middle between our, both of our jobs. I've brought this up multiple times, but everywhere she suggests is close to her work and at least 25-minute drive away from mine. I've also brought up changing our decor once we move. It is very college apartment size and overwhelming. Even after hours of cleaning, it never looks clean. I'm honestly embarrassed to invite friends or family over. I don't need it to be bare or minimalist or even to get rid of everything. I just want a color scheme and less clutter. She is very against this idea. Finally, living with her feels like living with a parent or like living with my ex again. I feel the need to lie about where I am, who I'm with, and what I'm doing. I want to invite my current boyfriend to visit and have in the past, but she treats it like a chore even though they're friends. I've been thinking about just getting a place of my own, but it would be a pretty big strain on my budget with my other bills. I don't have many friends here, and the ones I do aren't looking to move or have a roommate. I really don't want our friendship to go south because of roommate issues, but I don't know what to do. Moving in with my parents or my boyfriend isn't an option. I was wondering if you had any insight or advice. By the way, I'm super sensitive and a cancer and she's an Aries. Thanks. I love the podcast. Bye. That would drive me fucking crazy. Everything about this situation. Because you don't, this is your home, but you don't feel comfortable in it. No. And she know like that, she knows that. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise she, she feels comfortable she feels comfortable like giving your boyfriend attitude and like you attitude for you bringing your boyfriend over like and she also feels comfortable suggesting that you move to a place closer to her work like she Mm -hmm. knows what she's doing and yeah she doesn't want to change the decor even though you've been living together since you were in college like yeah fortunately feels like you've outgrown this situation but i understand your limitations normally like I don't know what your thoughts are with roommates and the pandemic. And normally I would say just go find a new roommate. But I think that's a little bit harder depending on what your limitations are with Mm -hmm. how you want people coming in and out of your home. My suggestion would be continue to live with her because you have these restrictions. But sign like a one year lease and see like because a lot can change in a year. Maybe you're financial situation might change maybe pandemic wise things are safer because we'll have the pill that you know helps treat it will be more widely available and so it'll be more like a cold Mm -hmm. and you know maybe you can't change the decor in the living room but like change your bedroom and just share things with share what your grievances are which you have and she doesn't seem flexible on anything but also like it seems like the apartments that she's picking out and liking it's because she's picking them out are you giving any like insight on what the apartments are and where you want to live and finding places that are at the median point yeah I wonder you said you don't you want to be able to maintain this friendship do you feel like she's doing anything to maintain the friendship that's true Because I think if what we have on paper is that like, you know, there's typical roommate issues, we're doing the dishes, and then you express wanting to move to a place that's equidistant to both of you, driving anxiety, very valid. And she just is against that and like wants to just move closer to her work. It just feels like you are doing um, a lot to 
you're, you're, it feels like your whole goal through all of this is to like make a decision that's not harming your friendship. But like, do you feel like you're harming the friendship at all? Or like, do you feel like the only way you can not harm the friendship is by letting her treat you like she's your parent? Mm-hmm. So I understand that like this, you might've really felt like she got you out of like a, or she was there for you in a tough spot when you and like your ex broke up. And so there is that kind of love there and that like care there. But I just don't know if she doesn't sound like a great roommate and she also doesn't really sound like the greatest friend. No, not at all. And I think that like, you know, you can have what you want, but you can't have everything that you want. And while I I, I think like, yeah, Melissa's idea of like a, a year long lease, but I will say like, I don't think that it is on you to maintain this friendship when somebody is like clearly not really factoring your happiness or what you want into it. Like that's just not a good relationship or a good friendship. And so I think you either, in my mind, you have two options, but it may, if anyone is listening and don't blame them, or if you're in the Facebook group can suggest some more, but I think it's either, yeah, you sign additional year long lease, you work on saving money and then yeah, maybe other factors change that will make it easier make you have someone else to live with or can save money to move out on your own. I guess three options in my head. Or you budget away to move out on your own. But the thing I will say with that is like when you are budgeting that, making sure that you are factoring in what it's like to live alone. So you tend to want to live in a safer place when you live alone and like those increased costs there. But if you're moving closer to work, maybe you're spending less money on gas. But if you can like do a really concrete budget and see, can you make it work? And or how much money would you need to make it work? Mm -hmm. And like come up with different options. Like I could live at this apartment and this is this and this is this. And then maybe it's like, it is a little bit, it's like around the same distance. It's not distance as it is now. It's not closer to work, but it's a safer area. So weighing all of those pros and cons. And then the last Ditch effort thing I would do is like you said that your friends are all in leases, not like, but I would quietly like ask around about people, especially people who um are friends with each other about moving. If you're in like a group of friends or you're all friends with each other, it's really hard to kind of confide in a group if you have a bad living situation with a mutual friend that mm-hmm. like everybody else knows. And I'm not suggesting that you tell them that that's what you're going through. But I think if you tell your roommate, like, you know what, like, I just like, I don't know if like, I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. It does seem like we really want different things in an apartment. Like I'm going to like ask around see if someone else is like looking for a roommate that is looking for more similar things to me. Um, but I will completely keep you in the loop. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. So she doesn't find out that you're asking other people. And then I would talk to other people and like, it could be as simple as like, a swap of other people. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. like, oh, you all live closer together. Maybe I'll just take over this person's lease and then you can sub out and like live in my place. But I think for some reason, it's easy for us to like talk about shitty roommates when we're out of the situation or like roommates that just don't even like mesh or fit well together. But it's really hard when you're actively in it, especially when you're friends or you're all in like a similar kind of group. So maybe there is some way with that. but. I think that like, regardless of what you choose to do, you need to put your foot down for the having her essentially kind of parent you part. And whether that means that you confront her, you say something about it, or it just means that like, you don't internalize it and you just ignore it. Mm -hmm. Or you're like, I'm not gonna like, you're doing this and this is driving me crazy. But like, 
okay, no, not you either confront it and you say that, or you just completely ignore it. And you like play a song in your head every time she's talking to you about it. And you just still go about how you're going to go about things. Yeah. You treat it. I've said this numerous times, but you, when you're living with a roommate and you're not getting along, you have to treat it just like a business relationship and not personal. Yeah. And I wonder if um, she's kind of conditioned you to like ask for permission for certain things. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, you can send a text on Sunday night being like, I just wanted to give you my like heads up. My boyfriend's coming over Wednesday from this time, this time to that, like, yeah. And just throwing it out there. And then if I mean, like you're paying the same amount of rent, you have the same amount of power that she has in the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think that she should make you feel like, oh, you don't like how it, it is giving parent like you don't like my rules and get out where it's like, well, you don't like then you get out. Mm -hmm. Like, so I think if you can really stand your ground with that, but I will say, I don't think that as of right now, she's currently being a great friend to you. doesn't mean she wasn't at some point, but I don't think you need to preserve a friendship because it's impossible for just one person to do that. It has to be a conscious effort on both parts. I don't think she's trying. Nope, not at all. All right, let's take a break. Woo! Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, 
there it's like elixir from the gods i cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there oh and and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, the caramel sundae. I have all three of those flavors. Sometimes I mix and match them. Sometimes I'll use it when I'm baking or I'll just drink it straight. And it is, they're so good. They have a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that makes it so delicious. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards 
And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work which that sounds so intriguing and I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait and we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor and we know y'all are already going to love this plus we've been recommended this so many times mm -hmm. so I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we're back. Hi. How you doing? Hope you enjoyed that. I hope you did too. Hope you used the codes. Mm -hmm. Or even just went to the website and typed in our code mm -hmm. and then left. Mm -hmm. Hope you, you checked out the, those discounts, those offers. Hope you perused the website mm -hmm. using using our link. Yeah. I hope if you did end up buying something, you did left your little feedback and say where you heard mm -hmm. about the product and how hot we are. <laughs> Hi, Megan and Melissa, long time listener, first time caller. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and everyone who I'm referring to in this, their pronouns are he, him. So um, a few years ago, I dated this guy. I was like 18, 19. And I loved him. I was obsessed with him. I don't know how much of it was infatuation though, because I was also 18, 19 and my life was a mess. And we broke up. He broke up with me. I was so devastated. And I didn't date anybody for, I didn't date anyone for a year on purpose because I was so devastated. And then I didn't date anyone for a year because we were in a pandemic. But then, you know, we're all vaccinated. Things got a little bit easier. Uh, I started dating this guy who I met on Hinge and we ended up in a relationship. Well, we were dating start to finish about 11 months and on paper, everything was great, but there was just no, there wasn't a spark. Like we got on, but like a lot of stuff he did just got on my nerves to the point where I didn't feel that same sense of like infatuation that I had with my ex. 
then yesterday so I broke up with him I'm glad that I broke up with him um I went on a date with another guy yesterday also off hinge really lovely guy like nice conversation into a lot of the same things I didn't feel like there was this immediate spark like chemistry but we got on the conversation flowed he was really lovely so I think I'm gonna give it a second date just to see how it goes um, and maybe do something a bit more activity based where you don't just feel like you have to sit and talk but at the same time how important is a spark on a first date how important is it to have that immediate chemistry or is that kind of fleeting is it possible to build on something where there isn't that immediate spark or do you always need it that's my question thank you very much (laughs) I don't think you have to have like an initial spark with someone I think that if you enjoy their company and they feel safe and someone that you could potentially trust then it might be like, and you enjoy their company and you might go out with them two or three times and decide, like the spark can come later. It doesn't have to be initial thing. If you build, even if right now they're not specifically like someone that you're romantically interested in, it could be someone that's a friend and you build a friendship and then later there's a spark. I don't, I think that we've got this whole trope of like love at first sight and how they gave the butterflies when you first saw them. And I think that love, which those things are very much possible Mm -hmm. and very much real and they're real, but like love, love is more rooted in like whatever your values are and mirroring and if their values mirror yours and just an overall feeling and like you can fall in love with someone after knowing them for a while I agree I think in my own personal opinion like I think like love is quiet and comfortable Mm -hmm. and I think that we like look at romantic love differently than like love for like friends or family and I don't think we should Mm -hmm. and I think that that can be I blame a lot of like movies and tv shows and stuff but I would ask yourself like do you feel like a spark when you met your best friend right like did you feel that like oh my gosh like instant connection amazing no because I personally think that like a spark in the sense of how you're describing it and how it's we've been conditioned to kind of believe it is lust like mm-hmm. that's what it like a spark is like I want to like I had a little palpitation in my nether reason yeah like a fanny flutters mm-hmm. like that in Love Island speak but yeah that like I think like a spark is in a romantic sense that's kind of what it is but I think like when it comes to like the first time like I met my like best friend Sydney like we got along so well and I was like oh my gosh or like the first time we met Cammy, I was like mm-hmm. oh my god we're gonna be friends like you, you first time you and I met like there's like I can think back to all of like my best friends yeah. and be like oh my gosh I remember this moment and like we just hit it off immediately and that's something that like in regards to like dating or whatever I I think that we have just kind of like repackaged lust mm-hmm. as like a spark romantically and if that was the case that you needed a spark always, then nobody would date their friends. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I think that like, if we can redefine what a spark is, I think, but I don't want to get it like mixed up with like, someone can be great on paper and you could want to be their like friend Mm -hmm. and there isn't just anything more 
yeah. to that there. But when you're talking about like this absolute infatuation you had with like your ex and all of that, that is to me is lust. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's nothing wrong with lust. And you can also have a spark and lust also implies like very fleeting. But I think that you could have a spark with someone and that spark be lust and be sexual attraction. And that could be who you end up with forever. But also that doesn't have to be within the first the first time you meet someone. And I remember like my high school boyfriend and I were like best, best, best friends before we started dating. And I remember like exactly when I didn't figure out my other, my friend figured out like you like him. And I was like, what? And it wasn't like this, like, oh my gosh, romantic moment. It was like, a, oh fuck, oh my God. Mm-hmm. But like, that's just kind of how it happens versus like when I met Mats immediately, I was like, oh no, this is, this, this, I hope he's gay. Cause this, this <laughs> would fuck up my, this would fuck up my life. But like, we were friends for like over a year before we got together. And I think you can like accidentally fall in love with someone who you had like no idea that you were really into, not in like the same way the tropes in the <laughs> books are like enemies to love us. Right. Because I'm always like, is it really like just me and Mitch McConnell? No, never going to fall in love. And me and Chris Pratt, enemy of the show, not going to happen. So I think that if you are comparing everyone to the first guy who was a combination of immense lust and someone you like were really, really, really fond of and really liked, those other people will exist out there. But that's not the only version of like a relationship or love. And I would say, if I were you, if that's kind of the only thing that you, what you keep comparing everything else to, I would go out of my way to, yeah, go on a second date with this guy and like meet someone else and Mm -hmm. not just look for that version of love because it will pigeonhole you to that. And also it can get kind of confusing when lust and then, uh, and that kind of the second one, the one you guy, the guy you broke up with before this latest hinge date, that to me is when it's just lust. Right. Cause then you get the ick and then you're like, everything you do annoys me. And it like, something is so passionate and so much and like, so like a hundred percent amazing, great, but like it burns out really quickly mm. because mm-hmm. of that. It's not sustainable. It's like a firework. Yeah. Yeah. I think a spark is romantic as a concept, but I think if you talk to people who've like been together for like years and years and years and years, love is like companionship and it tends to be more comfortable and quiet. And that doesn't mean it's like less romantic or like less amazing, but it's sustainable. Mm -hmm. But I think this is a really common question that like lots of people have, but also trust your gut at the same time. Right. But like if your picker's off though, then. Yeah. 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 Well, your gut and your picker, I'm, your gut is screaming being like no and then you get the gurglies being like you're making the wrong choice but yeah give them a chance if you had a good time i say go out again yeah and but i will also just want to in all of this i think that i don't ever want to encourage people to put themselves in situations where they're like i'm gonna make out with this guy to like see if i'm if this Mm. is there like you don't have to do that i'm i'm a like hey, I think I might like you. Let me have sex with you to check. But like, I want to. I'm enthusiastically participating, Mm -hmm. but I don't want that to ever feel like if that's not your vibe, you should be enthusiastically participating in every part of an early relationship, sexual or not. And you don't owe it to anyone or an obligation to kind of like hope it turned into something else if you're not vibing. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Let us know how the other date goes. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious. I also 
would just like love, I need to, I need like a voice memo of you just saying the word lovely over and over and over again. Lovely. It was lovely. It was the greatest thing of all time. I just loved it. Lovely. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Megan, Melissa. I'm 24 and I use she, her pronouns. My call is about my best friend. We'll call her Sarah. She is 23 and uses she, her pronouns. And her boyfriend, will call him Bob. He is 22 and uses he, him pronouns. During lockdown in 2020, Sarah had gotten out of a really toxic relationship where she had been moved about six hours away from family and friends for about four years. She had dated Bob for about six or nine months in high school, right before starting college. When she came back to our hometown after ending the toxic relationship, she started talking to Bob again. It has been about two years now, and Bob refuses to call her his girlfriend, even though she spends five nights a week at his house, talks about the future, and he says she's basically his girlfriend, but doesn't want to put a label on it. We think this is because he was arrested in 2020, before lockdown, for drunk and disorderly conduct and harassing and falsely imprisoning another ex-girlfriend, amongst other related charges at that that girl's apartment. We believe that he's still dealing with the legal process, but has never told Sarah about the situation, so he has essentially been lying to her for two years. We live in a small town, and someone told her, and we looked it up because it's public record. He's also incredibly manipulative and treats her like garbage. She is bisexual, and he is openly biphobic and homophobic, specifically to and about Sarah. His mother recently passed away unexpectedly, as in two weeks ago, and Sarah has stepped into a caregiver role for his family because the mother took care of everything. He lives with his father and two brothers, all adults using he, him pronouns. The father has a good job in medicine, and Bob and his brothers all work, yet Sarah is picking up the responsibility for paying for the food for all of their pets. They have, like, seven, without being paid back, even though she really doesn't have the money because she's saving up for a house. I would be completely in support of her stepping up to help out the family in the wake of his mother's death, absent the fact that he treats her like garbage, has given her zero commitment, and is a man-child who does nothing for himself. For example, the other day, she told me that she bought him a hamper, and I was like, why didn't Bob have a hamper? And she told me that she... He would leave his clothes on the ground until his mom would come in to pick them up and do laundry. So I asked her why she bought him a hamper, and she said that it will be easier on her because she now has to do his laundry. I really don't know how to support her in this relationship anymore because it's been incredibly draining on me. She's been my best friend for over 10 years, and we've been through everything together, and I really don't know how to move forward, and I don't want to give her an ultimatum. I'm in professional school full-time, so, you know, it's, it's a lot on me. And I love the podcast, and any advice would be great. You can be as mean as you want. Also, just to add some spice, we are all Leos. Yeah, this is just a really terrible situation. I feel really bad for her, and I don't know how to support her best. So I appreciate any advice you can offer. You guys are the best. Bye. This is one of the situations where we always say, like, watch what you say and when your friend is in a bad relationship because you want to maintain that, and it's a very delicate situation. But this... <laughs> I might honestly go about this in a much harsher way. She's also been your best friend for 10 years. Like, if this was you, <laughs> was just like, fuck you. This is not me. It would never No, be I know. But like, I know, I'm but, just I know, saying. But so I like, know what you're saying, yeah. If this was you, I would literally be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, I love you. This is so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing for you. And as your friend, I just need you to know, I think you're caught up in the thick of it. But like, Yes, I can give you the pep talk that you're so much better than this. He treats you like trash, but like, this is so embarrassing. Like, what the fuck is up? Like, are you good? Like, where, 
why is your self-worth in the floor that you think that this is okay? Like, I would just really cut to like the bullshit of it because you're like, I can't support this relationship. And like, I don't want to give you an ultimatum, but I just want to know what the fuck you're thinking. And like, what the hell is up with this? Like, and like, because also if she's telling you like, oh, I bought him a hamper. When someone is like giving you insight into like the shitty aspects of their relationship, in that way, like, what the fuck does she expect you to say? Like, if, if and I know that, like, sometimes if we don't tell the good things, we only, like, tell the bad things. And, like, that's what we complain about altogether. But I would just turn around and ask her, be like, if I was dating someone who did these things, what would you say? What advice would you give me? Or what would you say to me if I was dating someone and this, this was, like, how they treated me? And I think that, like, maybe the truth of it is that she's, like, you know, she feels like she she knows the family has like been through a very sudden loss and tragedy and that she is trying to wrap up essentially like loose ends and do what she can to like make herself feel okay for like breaking up with him in a couple months. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's that, but like, I think if you can cut through the bullshit with her and just hear what's like happening, cause like maybe she's really dealing with something on her own and there there's a reason why that she is like with him. And I, don't think that you think, and I'm not saying it is, but I, she's been your best friend for 10 years. If this feels like, what the fuck are you doing? There's probably like some issue here. And like, as a friend, I think that like, this isn't an abusive relationship. So I don't think that you need to go about it in a way that. It's not physically abusive, but it's emotionally abusive. But in in the way that I'm saying, I think that, I don't want to say, I think that like getting into it is a conscious decision but her telling you these things is like a conscious choice to let you know and so when you turn around and you can say I love you I don't know what to do with this information because I think if I told you a guy that I was dating was doing this I think you would tell me like get the fuck out like you're so much better than this like what is what is going on here I think she's scared because she said that this man he got arrested for <gasps> disorderly forgot. conduct this and is why harassing I need my iPad. Wait, and falsely okay. imprisoning another girl ex-girlfriend okay i apologize everybody my ipad died i was not able to take notes oh, i tried I to take notes that. on my yeah yeah i tried to take notes on my phone and i uh, it took me a while to open so i just said sarah bob early 20s and then sarah to a co- okay. semicolon wait okay Recap me from that part. Okay, so... I just remember her... His dad died and she was doing the laundry for him. So... I missed the uh, whole beginning. She started talking to Bob again. It has been two He's years an now. And Bob refuses to call her his girlfriend, mm-hmm. even though they spend five nights a week together. Says they're he's basically her boyfriend, but doesn't want to put a label on it. We... um. This has been two we years. Think this is because he was arrested in 2020 mm-hmm. before lockdown for drunk and disorderly conduct, conduct and harassing and falsely imprisoning another ex-girlfriend amongst other related charges that at that girlfriend's apartment. So okay. I think this she is, is scared yeah. for her life. Yep. Scrap everything I said. So maybe you don't you didn't mention physical abuse but there's gotta be there's abuse in here question so Mm -hmm. did she how does she know did her and does sarah know all that stuff they figured out together is there another person someone told sarah and so then they looked it up okay yeah yeah no i think you're right scrap absolutely everything i said i now remember that that happened but then i Mm -hmm. dory brain (laughs) um a less harsh version of my advice applies where i would just like sit her down and be like i want to paint you a picture about like 
a relationship and like describe her relationship and or you can don't even describe it's just like i want to paint i start like want to paint a picture about this guy that i'm seeing and like put yourself in her shoes as you're telling this story because sometimes when you say things in like you see it written down on paper or you hear someone else say it and you put it all together in like one lump sum and if you describe this as like somebody that you have been dating being like what would you tell me to do and like what would your advice be and then just say like I'm at a loss as your friend of like what to do because like I see someone who's like such a great person, so fantastic, who's not being uh, like appreciated or valued by the person that she's dating. And I also have concerns about the person you're dating. And that's something that like, I don't ever want to alienate you in any way, shape or form. But I just, I wouldn't be able to like sleep at night if I didn't try and talk to you about this, because I know if this was me, like, you would talk to me about mm -hmm. this. And I, I just want to know if it was me in the situation, like, what would you say? And what would you do? Because I obviously don't know everything about your relationship. And I don't know everything. And if the roles were reversed, would would you be okay with any of your friends, any of your family members, anyone you love being in this situation? And is there something that you wish I knew about this situation? Asking someone if is there something you wish I knew is a way, uh, in my opinion, I might be off base, but is a is a non- confrontational or threatening way of giving someone an opportunity to a bring up that there is um, additional abuse happening or just more insight into their thought process of this, which can then help you with this. Cause like, yeah, this is super, 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 super fucking draining. But I will also add if you were, if she was looking up all of this stuff about him, like with you, and you're still, and she hasn't kind of pushed you away and hasn't like cut you off and is still kind of sharing things with you about him and all of that. That to me is an indicator that you are a safe person mm -hmm. and usually a safe person. You're not going to be a safe person who knows the most until someone's kind of getting ready to be done. And also to have somebody who they know if something goes wrong, will call on their behalf and we'll have all this inform like have all this information. Like a lot of the times a safe person in an abusive situation is like someone that you work with, like not your best friend, like not someone who knows so, so, so much about a situation. So I think that, yeah, you you preserve the relationship and the friendship, but you put it on her in the sense of like, I don't know how to be what you need in this situation. And like, what do you need? And what would you do if it was me? Yeah, I think she's probably afraid of him also yeah. doing the same things that he did to the other ex-girlfriend. But like you said, she hasn't isolated. He hasn't forced her to isolate. So you're still there. It is a lot for you to take on. But I would I on at this point, especially right now, I would honestly ask her like why are you in this relationship? What do you want from it? What does it do for you? Because right now, not only are you being a not girlfriend, since he won't put a mm -hmm. label on it, you're also being a mother to his whole family. You're also putting yourself in financial strains to take care of them. You're also hurting mentally and you know what he's done to other women. So like, what what are you getting from this? Yeah. And what do you want? 
Yeah, like what's your dream relationship? Mm-hmm. Is this is this it? Like what are the what's what are the great things here? Because sometimes when it's so bad, the there are these things you're like, oh well, I really like this. And it's like that is par for the fucking course. Yeah. But it's just a stark contrast because he's treating so bad. Mm-hmm. Wait, so if he, he's still like in court though. Mm-hmm. Oof. That sucks. Yeah. Just sending my love. This is this is hard. And I can't imagine like watching your friend go through this. Yeah. And there's we'll put resource resources in the uh comments for helping with this too. Mm-hmm. If anyone has any um insight on this and you want to call in for don't blame them, please do. All right. Well, speaking of don't blame them. Is it time? It is time. So if I didn't mention it already, Don't Blame Them is where a listener will call in with their own advice pertaining to a call we had on a previous episode. So maybe they have personal experience or they just have some stuff they want to say. Hello, Megan and Melissa. Um, This is for Don't Blame Me, episode keeping a secret from your boyfriend. Uh, This is for the girl who has the nosy mom. And wants to get explicit with her. Um, girl, I'm Hispanic, so it's Salvadorenio, so I understand like where you're coming from. Uh, especially my sisters as well. Like I showed them the podcast, they're like, Oh, yeah, I remember. Parents are like that. And like they were very strict with us, um, like our elementary school to high school to college to even now. Still now, but not as much as before. So they would be like, We want you to come home at ten and we're like that's when the club starts, that's when the party starts, etc. to the point where this was bad. We would rebel, like, so hard, like, we would sneak out of the house. We would also traumatize them. Like, I don't know about you, but, like, whenever we get mail, our parents would, like, open our mail and be like, you got mail. So that's a Hispanic thing. I don't know if it happens with you. It happens with me a lot, to the point where we just traumatized our parents. We bought a bong. We bought a dildo. We bought, like, very explicit t-shirts that says, I'm a cum slut. <laughs> so maybe you could, do, like, just traumatize them to an extent. Don't go overboard. And I do agree with Melissa to, Megan and Melissa, sorry, uh, to go see a therapist. I honestly recommend the Hispanic therapist because, you know, they, you guys would understand each other's culture and everything. Or sometimes what I would do is I would text my parents like a long-ass paragraph being like, hey, you're kind of going overboard. I'm an adult. Let me do my thing. Yeah, maybe do that. And also, for the second call, for the voicing this Alex person, one, he's just a giant red flag. Run away. Control. Also, delete. Block. Stop seeing this Alex person. He is not your friend. And I want you to be like, Alexa, play Ain't Shit by Doja Cat because, man, ain't shit. I'll up in your grave. So yeah, block that man. I hate him. And plus, you're in a new city. New city, new dick. I hope this helps the both of you well. I did write everything down. I, and I remembered my ADHD pills. New city, new dick. I think that needs to be like everyone's housewarming gift. Mm-hmm. Like we, like a bottle of wine or like, no, because I hate alcohol gifts. I was going to um, say, I know. that's so off brand. I know. Um, a but bottle like, of grape juice. Yeah. And just that says new city, new dick. Mm-hmm. And like a candle. Yeah. A dildo. New city, new mm-hmm. dick. And it is in like the dildo is in like the vibrators in the shape of like uh, a, a landmark of the city, oh. but like rounded. So well, like wait, if it's a very LA. angular one, I mean, take your pick. The Hollywood sign, but then it's all angular. Yeah. Maybe I mean, the lights. You need to round it. 
Oh, <laughs> the, the laxolites. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good one. It's really clinical, though, like very medical. Like that looks like what you get for an internal un- ultrasound. I was like, Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Oh, uh-uh. no, no. But like, you know, you could you could you could figure out some yeah. traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no one drives that. It'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for giving the uh, don't blame them. Thank you. Love it. Wonderful. Appreciate it. Also, always appreciate a little. A little doja cat mm-hmm. a little verse thrown in there and also the passion behind that yeah performance that's it for our episode we hope you all enjoyed if you want to go leave a review on the podcast app we would love that and if you are still listening go comment on the latest instagram post a landmark from your city that, that would be a good dildo yep <laughs> vibrator whatever sex toy so creative let us know who you think the enemy of the show is, mm-hmm. enemies of the show, and friend of the show. I just would love to know any other like niche references that like we didn't yeah. pull up. Off and top of our heads. we have the right to veto. Oh yeah, oh always. <laughs> As people with lots of opinions, vetoing is. So <laughs> we're here for. Yeah, I'm just laughing at the switch between mm-hmm. podcasts. You saw my brain go. <laughs> no, I literally was like. Ooh, ooh, ooh. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, leave us voicemail 310-694-0976. International listeners, send us a voice memo at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned on Thursday for our other podcast. Go subscribe to that one. Subscribe to this one if you haven't already. Yeah, go subscribe to But Am I Wrong, our second podcast. You won't see it on this feed. You gotta, it's a whole other show. Gotta subscribe. And also make sure you subscribe to this. You don't miss episodes. Follow us on Instagram. Follow my own personal Instagram. Follow Melissa's personal Instagram. Follow her business Instagram. Buy my book. Buy my presets. Go watch my YouTube videos. Hopefully I have a new one up by fucking now. I better kind of fucking have, I better fucking have one. Oops. I just rated our podcast one star on accident. Are you fucking kidding me? It was an accident. I fixed it. Okay. And everybody, um, I don't know if you're religious, but if you are religious, please say a prayer for the ceiling on my floors. Besides <laughs> the ceiling of my floors, like ceiling, not with a C, with an S, because now I'm realizing it sounds weird. It did. But then I remember this is from Lollipop. Favorite podcast. Megan and Melissa are my favorite podcast hosts by far. They always make me laugh and brighten my day. I love the advice they give. It helps me in my life. I also love how they call people out when necessary. I prefer call people in, but yes. Love it. Thank mm-hmm. you. We appreciate Thank you, it. Lollipop. Lollipop. Can't stop. Ba 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 lollipop. Is that the one that you like with the with the with the with the with the Justin Timberlake? Dirty Pop? Oh, I was like, there is no <laughs> Lollipop in Justin's. No, but is that is I that love Dirty Pop? Is that uh in sync? Yes. Okay. Because he's an in sync, mm-hmm. not Backstreet Boy. Correct. Okay. We'll end the podcast. Okay. Goodbye, hey, everyone. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 